Do not tell me that Donald Trump is in this to win this, okay? He's a sideshow. I don't think his plan has anything to do with Latinos. His plan, his strategy is to win the White House without Latinos. I don't think he can do it. Uh, Jorge Ramos, Jorge, thanks. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody This means that Donald Trump will be the 45th president of the United States. No one man should have all that power The clock's ticking, I just count the hours Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power us out on Mixer.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you are, wherever you may be. Thank you as always for tuning in to another great week. This is our 11th episode. It's hard to believe that we've actually been doing this for 11 weeks straight. And yet, you are still tuning in to us, and we are ever so grateful for it. Um, our viewership is going up. Our fan base is going up. So we're going to just continue going on with the show. So again, if you want to tune in to us, make sure you check us out on Mixer.com slash Power to the People and comment and chat with us live. Also, if you're checking us out on our Facebook stream, or my Facebook stream rather, you comment as you may please and we will respond in kind to you. So let's get right into it because we have a whole lot of stuff going down, going on in D.C. where we are located right now, especially in the White House. Um, if you have not heard, there has been a shift and hiring, or really, Donald Trump has now finally did his famous phrase and fired uh, General Flynn. General Flynn, who was the National Security Advisor to President Trump, his right-hand man in some aspects, because he was along with him in the campaign, has now officially left the building. Um, this was due to the fact that he had some um, rather interesting conversations with Russia, uh, Russian ambassadors, um, and somehow misled. Um, the vice president, at least, maybe the press secretary, and maybe even the president, are so that's one they want you to believe, want us to believe, rather, and let this sit and go on um, up until February 9th when Washington Post broke the story. And it, we're going to go more into this timeline because this timeline has gaping holes in it um, and a whole lot of questions about who knew what, how the White House is functioning, and who is keeping secrets. And who is even being honest within the White House? Um, the reports that's coming down are rather interesting. Talking about um, who is lying to who, who is keeping secrets from who, and who is lying to the American people. So we're going to go more into detail about that. And we'll just cover a little bit about uh, the press conference that wrapped up today with President um, Trump, where a rather um, unusual person criticized our president today and it would come from a source that you may be surprised in we're going to cover that um, later on in the show as well so we got a whole lot going down so let's get right into it so General Flynn um, he according to recent reports that came down from the New York Times, Washington Post and CNN at Seem to have borderline broken um, the Logan Act. The Logan Act says that a private citizen cannot um, negotiate with a foreign power on behalf of the U.S. government. Um, now, the reason that this matters is because when General Flynn 
um, our former General Flynn, our retired General Flynn, talked to Russia, to these Russian ambassadors. Um, he was, it was in between the gap between election and inauguration. So he was still a civilian. He was not initially, he was not formally in the national security role yet. So this is why there have been a whole lot of eyebrows raised about why he talked to General Flynn. And, excuse me, why he talked to uh, the Russian ambassadors. And when the story first came out, and we're going to go over the timeline a little bit about it, uh, just so that you can get the real details and real facts about what's going on. Um, Between when the story broke, what was the first version of the story that broke in uh, December, early January, and then the story that broke just a couple days ago, and how the story or the um, statements about the story from General Flynn from the White House have shifted um, between I didn't do this to I don't know if I did this to yeah, I did this. So uh, I want you to make sure that you keep in contact with you aware of the timeline and the dates because these dates matter. And it's, again, this is a relatively short timeline from about a month, but it is what has happened within that month or even a couple, even a couple of weeks um, that really do um, matter. Okay, so on December 29th, when President Obama was still in office and he was responding to, again, this is when there news about just how involved Russia was in our interfering or trying to interfere in our election cycle was really starting to downpour or really starting to come out in public. Um, the, the Obama administration finally spoke out and gave a formal um, sanction to the Russians' actions. So this happened on December 29th. President Obama announced the Russian sanctions, which include expelling around 39, 35, excuse me, Russian diplomats and the closing of Russian compounds in Maryland and New York that were suspected of spying. Um, Trump insisted that the issue should have been put to bed, but agrees with the intelligence agencies on a briefing. Um, but then, it, generally, he was saying that it was time for our country to, quote, move on to bigger and better things. Um... So that is what Trump said publicly. Now, on the same day that this is happening, General Flynn started having conversations with the Russian ambassador of the United States and urged Russia not to retaliate. Now, this the now this story is this is the part that came out um, to, a couple of days ago from the Washington Post. Um, when the story first broke on January twelfth, the story was that. General Flynn may have been in communications with this Russian ambassador, but they were not talking about anything about the sanctions. The, the sanctions were not brought up in conversation. It was merely an exchanging of uh, season greetings and um, the best wishes to the new year. So it was just a, a casual conversation. That was it. There was nothing to be divulged from this. There was no talking about Russian sanctions, about Obama's reaction to the um, Russian interfer- interference in our election. Or no pleading for um, Putin to not react to these sanctions. That is what the White House said. That is what General Flynn said um, on January 13th. Um, press then press um, aide now press secretary Sean Spicer um, said that the phone call did happen, but again it was just talking about the season's greetings and and also he said it was about some logistical stuff about setting up a phone call um, between um, President. Um, future President Trump and um, Mr. Putin. So again, nothing about sanctions, nothing about reaction, nothing of that of that sort was discussed 
in this uh, phone call. Again, that is coming from the White House. So, this was still not satisfactory to the FBI and the DOJ. So, DOJ um, knew or intercepted some of these phone, some intercepted the phone call between General Flynn and his Russian ambassador. And it sounds like they knew that he was misleading, to put it mildly, mildly, and, and say that he was just lying is more blunt. But that they knew that he discussed these sanctions, but he did not want to go into details about them, um, or that he he was still saying that um, this those those sanction discussions never took place. So the DOJ uh, started launching an investigation because again they intercepted these phone these phone calls. Um, and let's put this first that they were not targeting General Flynn. They were targeting the Russian ambassador um, because, again, they knew that, like, this is just a general sweep that they do, according to uh, the FBI and DOJ. It is just general sweeps they were doing to foreign operatives or foreign leaders or foreign ambassadors in our country. Um, and then they picked up this conversation between General Flynn and um, the Russian ambassador. So. On January 26th, after the conclusion of this investigation, um, then Acting Attorney General Sally Yates, the same Acting Attorney General who was fired uh, from by Donald Trump, by President Trump, uh, about two weeks ago for refusing to defend his Dan travel ban, that same individual, informed the White House counsel that General Flynn lied about the nature of his calls to these Russian ambassadors. That was on January 26th. Now, keep in mind also that between this date and when the phone call took place, Vice President Mike Pence and Sean Spicer went out on several Sunday TV shows, went to American people and said that this phone call was nothing more than, again, sent up logistical information and more so a casual phone call. The sanctions were not discussed and never took place in that phone call. So essentially, Mike Pence is, step, is, is putting his word on the line for General Flynn um, and saying that he's, he's basically covering for him. So, on January 26th, the White House counsel knew at that point that Flynn was, was lying. Um, and that, essentially, he was either he was lying not only to the American public, but also to the White House staff. And also the Vice President of the United States. Um, and during that same time period, the, the um, Attorney General, uh, Sally Yates, also um, briefed President Obama and... Uh, future President Trump about this phone call. So again, President Trump knew the nature of that phone call. So that brings in the question of, and now we're going to get more in depth about what President Trump knew, what did the White House counsel know, and what Mike Pence knew. So the way that the, 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 the reports are going down is showing that on tw on January twenty sixth. President Trump was fully informed about the nature of this phone call. He knew that President uh, that uh, General Flynn was lying. Essentially, he knew that General Flynn had lied to Mike Pence about the nature of this phone call. It wasn't until February 8th that, after the Washington Post broke the story, that Vice President Pence knew the, the real nature of this phone call. So again, that means from January 26th, until the Washington Post broke this story on February 8th that Vice President Pence was still thinking that General Flynn was in the right. 
And there was nothing going on on this phone call, more so than just logistical information about sending a phone call and wishing a good, a, a good mutual uh, season greetings and a casual phone call between the two. So that means that our now President Trump withheld this information from Vice President Pence for almost two weeks. And maybe even more so until the media got a hold of the of this uh, report and then published it to the American people. Because that is when General Flynn was asked to resign. So that gives you the question of, and, and, and somewhat a confusion of, if the story is that there was this eroding trust that, that happened on this week, and it, it came to the point that President Trump had to ask for General Flynn's resignation. It took him almost a week to come to the decision. To you, to the audience, if you know that someone lie, has lied, to not only to the American people, someone has lied to your White House staff, someone has lied to your vice president, your second in command, you're supposed to be your right-hand man. Would it take you nine days for you to act that person to resign? How long would it take you if you if you actually know that this person has lied? Not only lied, but also that the vice president has went to the American people and covered for this person, stepped out for this person, put his word on the line for this person. All to cover up a lie. How long would it take you? Two days? Three days? Four days? Five, six? It took over a week until the media got a hold of this report for any action to be done. It can be argued that General Flynn will probably be in the same position today if it was not for the Washington Post article that dropped about the truth about this. So then that brings into another question of why did you keep this from the vice president? Why was this hidden from him? If it was all up and up, if General Flynn was solely acting on his own and nobody else knew about the nature of this phone call except General Flynn, then when the news broke within the White House on January 26th, almost three weeks now, why was it that no one in the White House staff knew except the White House counsel and President Trump and General Flynn, of course? If everything goes up and up, and I found out that, again, someone had lied to my, my second-hand man, especially when he put his word on the line to the American people, where his credibility is now tied to this incident, and I didn't inform him, I didn't let him know until the media got a hold of it, that, that, that goes into the second part, is that these, this, this revelation... Uh, and make no, make no mistake that it's, it's a string. There's so, there's so much smoke going on right now. And, and again, CNN and the Washington Post also dropped that. The White House staff, uh, excuse me, during the campaign season, that you have campaign officials, senior level campaign officials, in constant communication with Russian intelligence officers. This is the third. General Flynn is the third person to have had to resign from an affiliation with President Trump, can either campaign or administration due to significant close ties to Russian officers. You, you had Paul Manafort, who was his campaign manager for a time period, who was um, still being paid from Russian banks, who still had ties, close ties to Russian officials, who had to resign once that story came out. You had General Flynn, 
You had another individual, Mr. Page, who also similarly had to resign because of his, his ties to Russian operatives. So how many more people have to resign before we start looking at what's really going on here? We can keep on acting naive. And I think that's what that's what this White House is asking us to do sometimes is that like there's so many connections and there's so many coincidences that we have to ask the question of when are we just going to accept the fact that maybe there's a possibility that the Trump campaign was working with Russian officials. And that brings in the point that we're going to tie in. I think a man um, that it's kind of surprising that he came out like this today. Uh, he was reacting to President Trump's um, press conference where he was basically attacking the media as he usually does and was saying that this Russia story is a um, is a ruse, it's a false flag operation. Um, basically, the real story here is the is the leaks that's coming out of the White House, um, the leaks that's coming out of these intelligence agencies, and the Russian thing is nothing but more than a media spin. And before I play this video, let's also look at the irony of the fact that the person who was on a podium saying that he loved WikiLeaks <laughs> and that he loved all these leaks that's coming out from FBI about uh, Hillary Clinton finally being indicted, that now all of a sudden he's against WikiLeaks. I mean, he's against all these leaks coming out. Same thing can be said about the Republican Party. That is all of a sudden now the same individuals who wanted Benghazi hearings and email hearings and now don't even want to touch General Flynn because of the fact that I think it's a waste of time that we're investigating our own party. And that's coming from Representative Ron Paul. So this is what um, Shepard Smith had to say, and he's from Fox News. This gives you the context of how serious this has gotten now when Fox News has stepped out and now starting to attack President Trump from some of the rhetoric that he's saying. And this is how he responded. The president keeps telling untrue things, and it, he does it every single time. He's in front of the microphone. It's, it's demonstrable. I can rewrap the tape for you. There were a lot of them today. Some of them aren't really big, but they're coming from the president of the United States. Today he said I had the biggest electoral win since Ronald Reagan. He didn't. He said this repeatedly. Over and over and over again, and every time he says it, it's not true, again. Is it a big thing? No. But he's the one who brings him up, and then he says Russia is a ruse. It's fake news. The leaks are real, but the news is fake. So that's impossible. See, it, it, it's crazy what we're watching every day. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. He keeps repeating ridiculous throwaway lines that are not true at all and sort of avoiding this issue of Russia as, as if we're some kind of fools for asking the question. Really? Your opposition was hacked? And the Russians were responsible for it, and your people were on the phone with Russia on the same day it was happening, and we're fools for asking the questions? No, sir. We're not fools for asking this question, and we demand to know the answer to this question. You owe this to the American people. Your supporters will support you either way. If your people were on the phone with her, what were they saying? We have a right to know. We absolutely do, and that you call us fake news and, 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 and put us down like children for asking these questions on behalf of the American people is inconsequential. The people deserve that answer. So that was Shepard Smith, again, from Fox News, um, speaking out about the press conference where, again, the, um, President Trump was saying that, again, this Russian thing was merely a media spin. And the real story here was the WikiLeaks story. Wiki, I mean, not the WikiLeaks, the, the leaks coming from the White House and intelligence agencies and um, that we should get off of the Russian topic. Um, but it's not going away. And. The good news is that there are some people within the white, I mean, within the Republican Party, such as John McCain, such as Lizzie Graham, who are not letting this go away. But the questions there need to be asked because again, we can act naive um, and say that all this stuff is just coincidence. The fact that you have senior Trump um, campaign officials constantly in communication with Western officials, the fact that 
at, at the same time that you have all these hacks going on until the Hillary uh, Clinton campaign, until the DNC, at the same exact time. All this is just a coincidence. Just a big coincidence. How far are we going to let coincidences happen before we start connecting dots? And then that brings me to the second question of, either we can believe that President Trump is a smart CEO businessman who is, is far more knowing than we can ever imagine, who is always on top of this game. He is uh, one of the greatest businessmen to ever live in modern times right now. He has accomplished a great attitude by coming President of the United States, or he is an incompetent man who does not know what he's doing. One gives him leeway to say that he may not have known what General Flynn did. The other means that he knew what General Flynn was doing. He may have even directed what General Flynn was doing. And he kept this thing a secret from Mike Pence because he knew what the reaction would be. I will let you decide which one seems more sustainable to you. But I know my answer. I think that from what this White House is doing and showing, the fact that you have so much chaos going on inside this White House. And again, this is not just the media saying this. This is from people within their own White House who are, who, are, who are saying to this. Who are going out to the media because they are afraid of some of the stuff that may um, be hidden when they disclose this to the White House. You, have to, that you had this week that uh, it was dropped that there are even intelligence officials who are withholding information from the White House out of fear that it may be leaked to Russia or maybe withheld from the American public altogether. Again, we can say we can act naive to only in a certain extent. We can say that all this stuff is a coincidence only to a certain extent. Yes, there is no smoking bullet. No, excuse me, no smoking gun right now. There is no videotape that's saying that is a phone call between um, a, a, a candidate Trump and Vladimir Putin saying how they're going to coordinate between um, between each other to defeat Hillary Clinton. There's no phone call like that. One may not exist. But you have had three people, not junior level staffers, not people who just knock on doors and make phone calls, not even mid-level people, but three senior level people, close people, had to resign due to a ties to this power, to this foreign power. At the same exact time as this foreign power is actively hacking into an opposition party. Where you're on stage, basically saying, Russia, go, I, want you, I wish that you find these emails. When you're basically asking Russia to hack into the, the Hillary Clinton campaign. And all of this is just a, a, a big coincidence. None of this stuff is connected. Again, and, and, and even today when, when President Trump says that he, he doesn't know Putin. He had no dealings with Russia. In 2013, he literally said, I have a relationship with Putin. Literally said this. You can look it up. Please Google it. He literally said this. You can follow, look on our, our Facebook page. We will post it for you. Where all you got to do is go to the page. He literally said this, that he had a relationship with Putin. But now in 2013, excuse me, in 2016, 2017, he suddenly does not have a relationship with Putin. He never met Putin. He don't know Putin. So again, why are we acting like we don't see the clear picture here? Are we, are we not start, starting to see a clear picture here? The good news is that I'm starting to think that there are people who are starting to see through the smoke and mirrors. Who are starting to understand that calling something a fake news 
can only go to a certain extent. Yes, there's people in the media who have a narrative, who have a bias on both sides of the aisle. But you have so many people, to even extent that even Fox News having to speak out about it now that maybe this goes beyond partisan. Maybe this goes beyond party lines. Maybe it's time for us to, to step out and step out of Republican and Democrat and, and, and go on our moral values. Jake Tapper said it brilliantly, and I, and I wish I had the, video, uh, the audio to play it. And he was saying that a moral conviction is a moral conviction when you only stand on it when it's convenient. You're for, you're for leaks as long as your other side is leaking. You're doing the leaking. You're for investigations as long as you're investigating the other side. But when it's time to investigate your own, for their grievances, for their mishandlings, for their wrongdoing, then you think it's a waste of time. You don't want to do it because you think it's being handled. Could you imagine if Hillary Clinton declined to show up for a hearing? She said that the State Department was handling what happened in Benghazi. There is no need for a hearing. And she said that don't worry about investigating the, the, the email servers. We got it handled. It's an internal thing. We're going to cover it. And Democrats went along with that? Could you imagine the repercussions would have been? Because that's exactly what's happening now. Where you have congressmen and senators who are literally saying that they don't want to investigate this because the White House said it was handled. Or because literally, and this is the epitome of party politics, where you say that you think it's a waste of time because you don't like the thought of investigating people within your own party. Just because they have an R by their name. Therefore, when they do something wrong, you're going to give them a pass. Because they have an R or D. So, this has come to the point where we hold, again, these representatives, senators, and congressmen responsible. We hold our president responsible. We don't deviate off the message uh, off there that these are, like Shepard just said, these are answers that we deserve, we deserve an answer to. These are questions we deserve an answer to. Legitimate questions. Because, again, there's a whole lot of smoke here. There's a whole lot of questions here that have not been answered yet. And refusing to answer them, choosing only media outlets that will help you avoid that answer, deviating from really tackling on the question by saying that it's the fake news or fake media and, and um, deflecting from the, from the question is not an answer. If you're going to be the leader or you're going to be a representative in, in, our, in our government then be straight up with the American people. That's why, that's why I honor um, John McCain on. Now I honor Lindsey Graham on. Now, true, they may not, they don't have, they don't like Donald Trump in the first place. So it really not, it really not too much for them to criticize. But they're bringing with the party right now. So for your own doing, it is imperative. That you stay enlightened to what's going on in our government. Just this week we've had, uh, again, a lot of Russian aggression going on. We have a spy ship that is about 30 miles from the coast of Connecticut. A Russian spy ship. We had a Russian plane do a flyover over a U.S. Um, Navy carrier. Then you had a story of um, Russia... Launching or, or initiating a cruise missile that may be in violation of a treaty, a treaty between uh, us and them that helped broker in the, cold, the end of the Cold War. 
All of this within the last week. So there's a lot of foreign stuff going on between us and the Russian and the Russian government that needs to be answered. It needs to have a light shone on it. And while we're going to expound on many of the issues that's going on with our nation, we need to get more into some of the stuff that's going on on the Democratic side. Uh, make sure we're also going to cover this as much as we can to help bring that education onto you, the people, because the imperative that we stand for is possible. So yeah, make sure that you um, check us out on. Facebook, check us out on SoundCloud, on Twitter, and also on YouTube.com. And of course, check us out on the Mixture.com app, slash power to the people. Uh, if you're someone who wants to get, add an input, give us your opinion. We would love to have it. You can chat with us live on Mixture.com anytime during the show. And also, on, if you check my Facebook feed, Rick Grouter, and you check me out live, we'll be um, looking at your comments and your opinion, and then after action, answering after the show. So make sure to check us out on all those different being used. If you're someone who want to add in, you can also email us at power to the people for change at gmail.com and give us your opinion there, and we will respond to you as always. But until then, check us out next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, you can check us out on the go on soundcloud.com and also on iTunes. Do subscribe to our podcast and get updates whenever they start pushing down. And um, as always, stay blessed, be safe. Check us out next Thursday. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Positive People Radio. Peace.